It's the first Prez Monday check-in. We'll have a chat, but not spill tea. Hey, it's the first Prez Monday check-in. We got the Bible and Greg and me. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Monday check-in, a return edition of the Monday check-in. I'm Damon Jensen-Heitman, one of the pastors, First Presbyterian Church, Hastings, Nebraska, joined by... Greg Allen Pickett, the other pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Hastings, Nebraska. And according to my very unscientific survey, uh, we took a two-month break. (laughs) And by unscientific survey, I mean I pulled up the working Google Doc that Damon and I used for this, and the last date on it was uh, two months ago in June, the last time I think we recorded one of these, which was June 13th, and here we are on Monday, August 15th. So uh, welcome back to all of our loyal, loving listeners, and uh, yeah. Loving is interesting. Um, I like duration. You know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I got in the past couple of months. I got one email inquiry from someone saying, "Where's the Monday check-in?" I'm. I missed the Monday check-in, and that's it. I assume that everyone though just uh, they collectively got together and appointed this one person to write on their behalf, so that. Our inboxes weren't just flooded uh, with emails. I'm sh- I'm sure that's what the deal was. Um, absolutely, uh, no doubt. Uh, or the other uh, questions about the money checking just got lost in the mail or lost in the email. Possibly, yeah. Probably, yeah. I should check my promotions tab. Probably. Yes, yes. Uh, but we are back, uh, and we're happy to be back. And uh, we're excited to be here. You may have noticed, uh, if you were paying very close attention, that we were using some new equipment the last couple Monday check-ins that we recorded. Uh, That new equipment will be making an appearance here in the next few weeks, likely, and maybe even new digs for where we will be recording these. So stay tuned, because that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully that all comes. All this stuff is here. It just needs to be... um you know, assembled, assembled, arranged, I guess. So yes. yeah. Connected. Yeah. Um, other words that mean mostly one of those things. So that's what <laughs> needs to happen. The Monday check-in for those who don't know or who have forgotten, um, <laughs> in the, which I think might be me, um, is uh, what we're going to do is uh, we'll have a little bit of a, a chat. We take, uh, it's like a little preview of the, of the worship service to come at First Pres Hastings. And so we read uh, at least one, maybe a couple of scriptures and, and talk about some of the themes, some of the ideas, some of the questions that it's um, presenting to us or that we want to present to it. We have a little Bible study. Then we switch gears to talk a little bit about life of the church, what's going on, what folks might want to know about or participate in. So, and we generally will start with a word of prayer. Greg, would you please offer that word of prayer? I shall. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you for a two-month hiatus, uh, for the chance to refresh and renew and reconnect with um, 
with whatever it is that we needed to reconnect with. In my case, God, I thank you for the gift of family and the opportunity to spend some time with family over the last two months. Uh, we thank you for bringing us back together to study your holy word and the call that it places on our lives. We ask you, God, to make your presence known here in this conversation today. May your spirit move among us, a spirit of wisdom, a spirit of truth, a spirit of courage, and above all, a spirit of love. May the words that we say point us to our call to love you and to love our neighbors as ourselves. May that be ultimately what guides us in this life as disciples of Jesus Christ. It's in his holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, a person might think, oh, they've had two months off. I bet they're going to show back up with all sorts of new ideas, uh, you know, new exciting things. Uh, no, not so much. Uh, well, it's just yeah, the same. I mean, we left them on a cliffhanger because we were doing the summer sermon song series. And I think we, uh, we recorded a Monday check-in on the song, Using My Bible as a Roadmap. Mm -hmm. uh, which was played the following Sunday by the Bluegrass uh, Sensation, the Gracie's Uncles. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so they're, they're waiting with bated breath to know what comes next, unless, of course, they've been tuning into our worship services and they know that we've transitioned from our summer sermon song series to our sermon summer sermon series on children's literature. And so mm -hmm. we have children's literature to share with you this morning. This is a book. Uh, written by Dolly Parton. Uh, it's based off of her song called The Coat of Many Colors. And so uh, should we begin by me reading the book and then we'll read the scripture and then talk about it? Yeah, that seems fine. I didn't know that uh, this was the book until right now. So, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and read it. All right. Or you should go ahead and read it. And I have the version in both English and Spanish, but I'm not going to uh, make you all suffer through Spanish today. Though on Sunday morning, there's a very good chance I will make you do that. So, yeah, well, um, it wouldn't be suffering through it. It just wouldn't make any sense to me. To you. Yeah. So I could do it in German. It still Could wouldn't you? make a yes. lot of sense. Please do it in German, Greg. <laughs> I would need your help translating first. <laughs> okay. All right, this is uh, Dolly Parton and the Coat of Many Colors. For those of you who may know this song, uh, feel free to sing along as you're listening to me read this book, uh, because the, book's, the book is actually the lyrics of the song, in case anyone was wondering. Oh, that's all it is? You were wondering, weren't you? Well, I thought maybe they took the idea of the song that I'm not really that familiar with and expanded upon it. You know, They did that really... with the NBC special. Which was released the in 2015. <laughs> but the book is just the lyrics to the song. Okay. Are we ready? So this was written by Dolly Parton. It was Dolly published Parton. by someone. Uh, published by Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Okay. We ready? So it should have been a pretty... Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yes. Uh, back through the years, I go wandering once again. Back to the seasons of my youth. I recall a box of rags that someone gave us and how my mama put the rags to use. And Dolly Parton is there living on what looks like a 
farm in Tennessee, which is true. It's this is an autobiographical song by Dolly Parton, in case anyone was wondering. There were rags of many colors, but every piece was small, and I didn't have a coat, and it was way down in the fall. Mama sewed the rags together, sewing every piece with love. She made my coat of many colors that I was so proud of. As she sewed, she told a story from the Bible she had read about a coat of many colors that Joseph wore. And then she said, what did she say, Damon? Uh, she says, perhaps this coat will bring you good luck and happiness. And I just couldn't wait to wear it. And Mama blessed it with a kiss. And then what happened, Damon? <laughs> well, uh, my coat of many colors that Mama made for me, made only from rags, but I wore it so proudly. Although, sorry, am I going too fast? You're good. Go ahead. Although we had no money, I was rich as I could be. In my coat of many colors, my mama made for me. So with patches on my britches and holes in both my shoes, in my coat of many colors, I hurried off to school. Just to find the others laughing and making fun of me in my coat of many colors my mama made for me. And oh, I couldn't understand it, for I felt I was rich. And I told him of the love my mama sewed in every stitch. And I told him all the story. Mama told me while she sewed and how my coat of many colors was worth more than all their clothes. But they didn't understand it. And I tried to make them see that one is only poor, that one is only poor only if they choose to be. Now I know we had no money, but I was rich as I could be in my coat of many colors. My mama made for me, made just for me. And there you have it. Dolly Parton's book and song, The Coat of Many Colors. We could actually do this as the summer sermon song series too. We could. Yeah, this, like... is, this is really kind of a hybrid uh, Sunday. Bringing it all together. I should have done this maybe for the last Sunday of the summer, but that's all right. It's this Sunday. Okay. So okay. So that's coat of many colors. Uh, and we and you decided to pair this with Ephesians chapter four, verses one through six, and then twenty nine through thirty two, uh, and that reads something like this. Therefore, as a prisoner of the Lord, I encourage you to live as people worthy of the call you receive from God. Conduct yourselves with all humility, gentleness, 
and patience, accept each other with love, and make an effort to preserve the unity of the spirit with the peace that ties you together. You are one body and one spirit, just as God also called you in one hope. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. And then we jump to verse 29. Don't let any foul words come out of your mouth. Only say what is helpful when it is needed for building up the community so that it benefits those who hear what you say. Don't make the Holy Spirit of God unhappy. You were sealed by him for the day of redemption. Put aside all bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander, along with every other evil. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Uh, so that's Ephesians. Greg, what do you got? Well, um, I want to share, actually, uh, Dolly Parton wrote a letter about this song and this book, um, which you find in the back of the book there. And um, so it was after reading her letter that she wrote about this book that sort of drew me to this verse from Ephesians. And uh, she, she wrote this. People ask me all the time, out of all the songs I've ever written, what's my favorite? It's an easy answer for me because without a doubt, Coat of Many Colors is the most special to me. The song and now this book captures so many strong feelings and emotions. It warms my heart to know that for many people, these words have become a lesson to try to stop bullying in school. On that fateful day, I felt the terrible hurt. It's autobiographical. She's, so yeah. she wrote, on, on that fateful day, I felt the terrible hurt when people made fun of me. It's a pain that takes a long, long time to go away. In fact, it never really went away until I sat down and wrote this song. Writing the song finally allowed my broken heart to heal. There's absolutely nothing wrong with being different. I think those who choose to bully just don't know how to handle somebody different from themselves. I hope this book can plant the seeds of tolerance, understanding, and acceptance in their hearts. So that is sort of what inspired me to move towards this Ephesians verse, this notion of, of planting the seed for tolerance, understanding, and acceptance. And as people of faith, um, certainly an example like this book can inspire us, but we can also look to, uh, to Paul's letter to the, to the community in Ephesus to hopefully get some additional inspiration about our call to, to tolerance, understanding, and acceptance of one another. And um, the community in Ephesus was having their own set of issues and conflicts that Paul was writing to them about. And so he was trying to get them to um, see one another as brothers and sisters to create this sense of unity amongst them and to get them to, um, as I would say, to knock it off, uh, knock off the infighting and uh, recognize uh, their unity and their call to humility, gentleness, patience, kindness, and compassion while not doing these things that Paul loves lists, of course, but uh, bitterness, losing your temper, anger, shouting, and slander. And so anyways, that, that was uh, it's a pretty simple, straightforward reading of the book and of the verse from Ephesians. Nothing too terribly complicated, but um, I liked it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and there's, um, you know, the first half of the passage that you, is this this tying together of disparate pieces um, or perspectives or people or ideas, uh, which is what that coat uh, very literally was, right? And that's what um, patchwork quilts are, um, is this sort of, yeah, this t- tying together of these things and, I do think that the the process of I do think that some like learning to like, really appreciate differences mm-hmm. is a, I think that is a is a process that that we kind of have to go to and we have to go through and and to be able to to learn how to see those things and to you know um, because we grow up, everybody grows up in a particular system, right? And that particular system functions in a particular way. And kind of since that's the system that you grew up in, you kind of tend to think well, this is the right way to be, right? Or to do something like dinner is at six. That's when you eat dinner. Like you don't eat dinner at 6.30, you don't eat it at 5.30 like or you know whatever the case. Right. And I, so I think there is a certain kind of natural inclination then when you come across somebody that grew up in a different system that functions differently or sees the world differently than you do or speaks a different language or whatever the case might be. There is kind of a natural, oh, that is different. And I, I don't really know what to do with that or how to make sense of it. And so I think it's maybe kind of weird um or not as right as the system that i grew up with and and so i think that like this process of like kids picking on kids who stand out for whatever reason or they believe that they stand out for whatever reason um yeah like that's a the, the being able to recognize the gifts of others i think is uh, and the, the the difference is a gift is a process that I think that we have to learn how to do. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, and and we're going to have an opportunity to do that a little bit uh, on Sunday as well. Um, you know, there's a Mexican folkloric dance troupe that uh, rehearses in our church, and they've joined us for worship prior to COVID. They would join us to help lead worship once or twice a year, and. Of course, with these COVID restrictions, that hasn't happened. And so we're, we're inviting them back on Sunday morning. And so they're going to uh, help us start our worship service uh, by sharing some of their dance with us to open our worship, tying in, of course, to our sermon this last Sunday about uh, dancing uh, and uh, then drawing, tying a thread to hopefully this coat and or this coat, this book about the coat of many colors. And this Ephesians, so so we're 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 trying to yeah have these threads or these strings that that tie it all together, and ultimately are undergirded by this uh, unity in Christ that we're called to that Paul calls us to. Jesus does the same thing, of calling us to this unity. But um, yeah, you can start to hopefully see these disparate parts and pieces come together in one tapestry or one coat of many colors that uh, is beautiful and uh, and is representative of. Uh, the body of Christ and the diversity of Christ, the beauty of Christ, but also tied together in that oneness. So, 
Yeah, well, you mentioned, uh, you know, Paul also talks about the body of Christ, um, which is in some other letter, I think. Uh, Paul talks about the body of Christ in a couple of letters. He does yeah. it in Ephesians, and then also I think is it's one of the Corinthians. So yeah, that's what I thought as well. But this, you know, so and this obviously t- connects with that as well. You accept each other with love and make an effort to persevere the unity of the spirit with the peace that ties you together, that um, you are one body, one spirit, just as God also called you in one hope um, and on and on it goes. And the, um, the book is, it's the book is published in English and Spanish. Is that? It is. It is. And I'll be reading it in probably in English and Spanish since we'll have some Spanish speaking visitors with us on Sunday. Um, And we may even throw a Spanish song in as one of our hymns, uh, just in a way to honor and recognize uh, our visitors who are joining us in worship, but also to remind us that the, the body of Christ is beautifully diverse, and yet we are all tied together. And so while we may not share the same language, we worship the same God. And, um, you know, so we'll, we'll give that a shot. Yeah, there's also this idea of richness um, that that gets brought up in the book it made me think of the beatitudes actually and the difference uh between the versions of the beatitudes yeah um that uh i think it's luke uh, is blessed are the poor and matthew is blessed are the poor in spirit yes yes the sermon Um, on the plain in the gospel of luke uh uses less words <laughs> is more yeah. direct right mm-hmm. yeah and seems to be less uh we think of it commonly as being less spiritualized um in in one way or another like blessed are the hungry instead of blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and well those are different things <laughs> um just being hungry um and and the book, the song, the lyrics, the, the poem, whatever, it kind of bounces around that a little bit as well, talking about, um, you know, she knew that they didn't have any money, but she didn't feel poor. She actually felt rich in, in some way. And uh, I think the line was, uh, yeah, people are... I'll find it here in a second. Uh, and I tried to make them see that one is only poor only if they choose to be. Uh, which seems like a Matthew version yes. of it and not a Luke version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we need to be careful to not romanticize poverty. Poverty is right. hard, right? Um. And I think oftentimes when we go on mission trips and that sort of thing, we uh, we can look at the people that we're serving with and think, oh, look at how much joy they have despite their lack of material possessions. And and that that is a true statement. Um, and it's an important thing to recognize. And also, we need to be working uh, to uh, help alleviate some of that poverty. Uh, right? And, and mm-hmm. so we don't want to just romanticize the poverty and say it's okay but our faith calls us to to feed the hungry because hunger is a symptom of poverty and we're called to 
work to do that, but also to work to uh, address the systems that that allow people to be hungry, right? Um, And so while it's okay to recognize that, yeah, people can have a great deal of joy uh, and love in the context of poverty, we we also recognize that our faith calls us to to work towards um, addressing that. Yeah, I think it makes a difference too that we are reading the perspective of a person who experienced poverty, right? Who, who experienced right. a situation where the only way that she was going to have a coat was if it got stitched together from disparate patches of cloth that someone yep. gave them. And so that makes a difference, I think, as well. It's, um, it's not me necessarily presuming to know what that person's perspective is. It's that person saying what their perspective is on yeah. their experience. Well, I think that gets to the heart of uh, what Paul wrote to the Ephesians too, right? Conducting yourselves with humility and gentleness and patience and leaning into kindness, compassion, and compassion, right? So it's, it's deeply listening to those uh, who we are working with uh, and, and doing that. I think that, that that's important work uh, as part of our faith journey. Yeah. Um, what else? I don't know. Do you think it'll preach? Probably. It's not really up to me, though, this week. No, it's not. Uh, and I, I haven't had a chance to say this to you, but thank you for uh, for covering two Sundays in a row while I was uh, gone on vacation. For those of you who uh, missed our Monday check-ins. I would encourage you to go back and listen to the sermons that Damon preached, uh, two really beautiful and faithful sermons on children's literature. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the sweater one was, uh, that was a quirky story. Uh, and I thought you did a nice job with that. Uh, but then the gift of nothing, that was, that was, that's a brilliant children's book and you did a really nice job of, of shaping that sermon. So thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then last Sunday we, we did, we danced we danced now it, it uh, will surprise you i'm sure to know greg that um i was perhaps credibly accused of overthinking uh all three of those uh, books that you <laughs> from the last three weeks uh by the bible study folks <laughs> oh uh many different places fair enough <laughs> So sometimes welcome to my brain. Sometimes the straight reading is, is actually the, the, the clearest one. As I used to say in my college literature class, sometimes a pear tree is, is actually just a pear tree and not a symbol for anything else. It's just a pear tree. Yeah. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes not. Sometimes it can be both. It can be both. And given the proliferation of literature professors and retired literature professors we have in our congregation, I'm certain that they would agree with you. <laughs> yeah. like I spent a lot of time wondering, why didn't those other animals ever actually apologize to the giraffe? Is that, still, is that still concerning you? Yeah, I think we need a, a sequel. Um, <laughs> Where they actually apologize. 
I would encourage you to reach out to the author. I was pleasantly surprised uh, earlier in the children's literature sermon series when I did reach out to an author of a book that had sold over 3 million copies and she emailed me back. Uh, So try to do the same. Ask him where the sequel is. Giles, I believe is his name. Yeah, Um, something like that. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have the book. Oh, I do have a book at my fingertips. Yeah. Yeah, Giles. Here, there's his name. Why don't Andre. You, yeah. Why don't you uh, send him a note? He might write you back. <laughs> or offer to write the sequel for him, Damon. I don't know. Rhyming couplets, not really my thing. It's. Uh, you're right. It's too, it's too will, hard. I will prove that's not <laughs> one of your gifts. <laughs> It's too hard. <laughs> Rhyming couplets. Uh, nope. should, should we move on to our announcements? We should if I can find them. I've there they are. I'll kick us off. Um, so our summer is slowly winding down and coming to an end. We will be doing uh, our, our worship in the park for two more weeks, but we've moved the time. Uh, so for the next two Sundays, which will be August 21st and August 28th, uh, we'll be doing Worship in the Park at 8.30 a.m. instead of 9 a.m. So we're bumping it back by 30 minutes because we're starting to do Christian Ed programming stuff uh, that'll start at 9.15. So if you want to join us for Worship in the Park for the next two weeks, be there at 8.30. If you come at 9, that's okay, too. Uh, We'll still love you. Um, And you'll just catch the last 15 minutes of the service, whatever that may be. So So came at 9... I catch maybe like this, like the second half of the sermon. Yep. And the rest of the service, probably. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. And the, that schedule shift is changing because uh, fall is coming and we need to get ready for it. And specifically, we need to get ready for Sunday school and um, Wednesday Night Live sort of stuff. So, on the 21st at 9.15, we will have a, uh, a child safety and child protection training for all of our Christian ed volunteers and really anybody that's going to be working with youth um, in the church. And that'll be at 9.15 in the big room. What's that Fellowship called? Hall. Fellowship Hall. Thank you. And then on the 28th is Sunday school orientation. So Folks can come and, uh, you know, get the, the Sunday School Wednesday Night Live handbook, go over a few things in there, see where their classroom will be, uh, maybe meet their teacher. We won't have class per se on that day, uh, but there'll be a, an orientation opportunity on the 28th at 915. And then we hit the pause button because it's Labor Day weekend and uh, apparently lots of people like to travel on that weekend. Damon and I will both still be here. And so uh, we hope to see you. But uh, we're going to just take a deep breath on Labor Day weekend, uh, just do one service at 1030 in the morning. So we will have ended our worship in the park. We will have not yet started our today service in the chapel. And we'll do that on September 4th. Uh, Labor Day. And then September 11th, uh, I wrote here in the notes, we let the games begin. Yes, we're going to have, uh, you know, like gladiatorial contests. Yes. Uh, in the parking lot. Damon um, and I will be jousting. 
No, that's not gladiatorial. That's uh, we'll we'll be the pugil medieval. What are the the pugil sticks? Is that what those are called? With the I'm. You're talking about like the American gladiators thing? Yeah, where they had those big Q-tip things. Yeah, I don't. I there's a technical term for those. Yeah, there won't be any of those. We're just we're just <laughs> being goofy. Uh, there will be no gladiatorial games. The games that begin on Sunday, September 11th, are in fact all of our uh, Christian Ed programming for the year, both for adults and for uh, children and youth. Right? Yes. Sunday school kicks off on the 11th of September for all ages. Um, so, uh, kids. Quasi kids, uh, not kids, <laughs> for all of them. And I want to mention in particular the adult ed forum that is starting on that Sunday. It is, I'm trying to remember, it's three or four weeks. I think it's just a three week series. Yep. It's a three week series to start the year. It's going to be taught by the new chaplain at Hastings College, uh, Chaplain Doodle Harris, uh, who is a ordained uh, Presbyterian minister. We'll be leading a series of forums uh, on Ted Lasso. If folks are familiar with the, I think it's, I think they've won Emmys, uh, Emmy award-winning comedy series, uh, Ted Lasso, uh, featuring lots of people. Jason Sudeikis is the lead, if people know it, they know it. If they don't, they don't. <laughs> it's available on Apple TV. Uh, it's an American football coach who gets hired to coach an English football team. And um, things happen as a result All of that. The hilarity that ensues. Yeah, the, is, there's, uh, it's a comedy. There's, there's comedic things that happen. And there are also moments of of real poignancy and emotional truth and beauty between characters and um so it's it's a really i have described it as it's a relentlessly optimistic series actually which is kind of nice um and i really appreciate that and to give you an idea of the so she, anyway, she's going to use various scenes, various snippets of this show as a way of uh, talking about various um, theological ideas and concepts. As, and those would, she's going to use this to talk about uh, confession and forgiveness for one of the sessions. Uh, she'll use it to talk about community for another session. Uh, and then she'll use it, to, there's a character in the show, Nate. And honestly, reading the title, of this forum uh, would be kind of a spoiler. So I don't want to, I don't really want to give that away actually. But so if folks are familiar with Ted Lasso, I think that's going to be a really, a really cool forum series to, to be able to start the year with. So uh, and those are, yeah. folks that are not familiar with it, she's going to show clips and she'll set the clips up. So even mm-hmm. if you have not seen the series Ted Lasso, because it's one that you stream on Apple TV. So for those who don't have an Apple TV subscription, that's okay. Uh, you don't need to know the series really well in order to attend the adult ed forums. Uh, and it's also right. a great chance to get to know Doodle Harris, the new uh, chaplain at Hastings College, who uh, whose family will be uh, 
joining and participating in the life of our church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Because if you've never seen Ted Lasso, you still know something about confession and forgiveness, right? So you can show up and talk about confession and forgiveness, but you still know something about community. Uh, you still know something about making mistakes um, as well. So, yeah, so that's a that's a really good point. If you haven't seen it, you should still come. Yeah. Uh, another exciting thing happening on September 11th is uh, we start our new schedule for youth group, which will be on Sunday evenings for both middle school and high school youth group. Uh, and it will run from five to seven on Sunday evenings, which will include bell choir rehearsal, vocal choir rehearsal, supper, and youth group. Uh, and so we hope that uh, if you have children in that age group, or grandchildren or no children or grandchildren in the middle school and high school youth range, send them to youth group on Sunday nights. Um, we hope to see them there. Yep. And then <clears throat> we still have Wednesday night live activities uh, for pre-K through fifth grade, just not for our junior high and senior high folks. And Wednesday night, the schedule remains unchanged really from what it was last year. Nope, and it changes. Uh, Wednesday night activities don't start till 5 p.m. Okay, well, whatever. Show up at 3. I don't care. Hang out. Um, if you show up at 3 o'clock, we're going to send you to Damon's office, and Damon will uh, be doing uh, some work with the children who show up at 3 o'clock because Damon invited them to come hang out in his office from 3 o'clock until 5 o'clock when Wednesday night live starts. That's fine. Whatever. So it starts at 5. Yes. And it ends at 6.45. And it's fun. Fun was the word I'm looking for. Oh, fun. Yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it starts on the 14th. September 14th. Indeed. I think we've covered all of the... We've thrown a lot of information out of them. We will repeat the information week after week. We will also repeat the information from the pulpit and in the bulletin and in the newsletter and probably in some emails that go out and maybe in some one calls just to make sure that everybody gets uh, gets sort of caught up to speed with what's happening in the life of our beloved church. Yeah, so, and it will all be good. Is it time for a closing prayer? I think so. Okay, let's do that then. Loving and gracious God, we know that you call us to gather with one another and to form community. And that is not always easy. Uh, Sometimes it's a downright struggle and a challenge. Give us, oh God, the grace that we need, the patience that we need, the sense of wonder, the sense of awe, the sense of curiosity that we need to be connected to one another, to support one another, to care for one another, to appreciate one another in the same way that you are connected to us, that you support us, that you appreciate and love us. Help us to do that for our neighbors as well. In your gracious and loving name we pray. Amen. With all those things then said and done, Until next time, toodaloo.